Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Like you said, every choice is yours on how your day's going to go, right? Is that the motto you've always been living by? We, when, um, I was in middle school. Our principal would come on in the morning, you know what I'm saying, give her typical announcements. And every day before she closed off with, you know what I'm saying, with the announcements, she was like, All right, you know what I'm saying, let today be a, a great day or not, the choice is yours. And it's literally, I, I believe that everything boils down to uh, perspective. Every, everything essentially boils down to perspective, your perspective on whatever the topic may be, you know what I'm saying? It just, and your perspective, you know what I'm saying, varies just based on your background. So honestly, just like, you know what I'm saying, the choice is yours if you want to have a good day or not. You know what I'm saying? You could choose to dwell on the negatives and constantly think about the negatives. And you know what I'm saying? Of course, you'll have a negative day. Or you can look at the bright points, the bright sides of the day and highlight those. And you know what I'm saying? let that good overweigh that bad so yeah man i mean it's like a lot of people just choose to be negative nowadays rather than just something you know (laughs) you know they just wake up and choose negativity rather than hey man wake up make some (laughs) shit happen you know exactly man so it's just like yeah bro choice is yours man at the end of the day everything is a choice You, you choose to feel you choose to act you choose to think the way that you want to do it so it's like you know what i'm saying you can also it just has so easy for you to choose the negative you can choose a different perspective yeah you know so, what I'm saying? yeah so you, that's just stuck with you all your life is just kind of have that positive mentality yeah is definitely and I just, I just, naturally, me naturally i've just always been just positive you that's, know what i'm saying it takes you far in life man you seem like you could get that positive aroma around you and just seem like a good dude all around bro not facts and you know, Energy, we're nothing but energy, and it's just everything. So, like, you know what I'm saying? You put steady, putting off negative energy into the universe, I guess we're going to come back to you. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to so come right like back shit. positive, baby. All right, well, so let's get into your background here so some people at least know a little bit about you. So you grew up in Georgia. Um, you got a book out, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, um, you, you also played football D1, I read. Yes, sir. What was yes, that sir. experience, right? I always like talking to athletes, man. <clears throat> Um, it was uh, playing D1 ball was something that uh, was a goal of mine ever since I started playing football. I started playing football in eighth grade, um, and I've only played pretty much – I played in one section of the defense, and um, I played DB. That's the only position I've played my entire career. It's corner, free safety, strong safety, nickel corner, you name it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I'm a true DB at heart, so that's what I played, and uh, – Went to play at the collegiate level at Stetson University. That's down in Florida. Okay. Um, 
uh, yeah, small, small, small school. <laughs> it was a small school. Um, but it was dope, you know what I'm saying? I always wanted to play college football, especially D1. So just being able to manifest and achieve a goal was was um, beneficial just for me. And you know what I'm saying? Knowing how hard it is to make it to this level, especially because it was difficult for me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, I had, you know what I'm saying? Everything was, like, was not get the shit out the mud, for real, for real. So, you know what I'm saying? It definitely was sensational to, you understand, know write something down and actually follow through with doing it at the exact way you wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, football was, was a huge part of my life. You know what I'm saying? And then once that came to an end, that's when, like, I had to, I had to re-identify myself all over again. You know what I'm saying? I identified as an athlete for so long, played for X amount of years. This is what I was, you know what I'm saying? And I still am, you know what I'm saying? I still carry a lot of those traits and characteristics and work ethics, you know what I'm saying, in my everyday life now. But um, it's like, okay, shit, who am I? And it's been a journey ever since, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Football ended for me in November 2017, just redefining myself. So, have you always been an all? Was football your only sport? Were you been an all around athlete and everything? I know you only played uh, football in college, but in high school, did yeah. you do everything there too? Uh, no, nah, I, I, football is the only sport that I actually like. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. don't really care for basketball, uh, uh, baseball, or none of that. I, just, I ran track, but I only did that. I really didn't even, like compete for real. Like I'm just going to practice just to run, just because I'm trying to get fat. I'm trying. I'm using it for the benefit in football. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like. <laughs> football was everything you know what I'm saying I ain't really playing any other sports for real for real well, you created really like, I mean a, a brotherhood and it's just like a sense of camaraderie just playing with your boys like that I mean I've never played oh, football man. myself I mean I wish that's one of my regrets I wish I would have played growing up but just yeah. dude I'm a little guy man I mean like five six <laughs> on a tall day and like, I mean in high school I was probably like a buck thirty buck forty so oh, yeah. yeah you know I was like the guy that's like man if you play football you're gonna get fucked up so <laughs> I, just, I just never did it man but yeah but I always loved it man I don't know but uh but yeah I mean like so what do you do now that you're are you still like in competing in some way as far as athletics you just training or what do you yeah, what do you do now yeah uh, I coach high school football nice for a school here in my uh, county that I grew up in um which is dope, you know what I'm saying? It's still, I still get to be in that football world, you know what I'm saying? Still have the typical schedule, but now I'm just on the other end of it and I'm teaching my, you know what I'm saying, knowledge that I've gained over the course of me playing to the younger generation. And my understanding of football has grown tremendously as well, as far as just the game, yeah. you know what I'm saying, from a systematic standpoint. Um, so, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's been an interesting experience, you know what I'm saying, just getting uh, both ends of the coin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I coach high school football, teach, um, I'm a mentor, uh, partner with this nonprofit called the UMA Foundation. We work with uh, teens, um, uh, tutoring, education, and also the life skills for those that are, you know what I'm saying, involved with drugs or then, you know what I'm saying, being arrested numerous times, you know what I'm saying, or just to have run-ins with a lot early, at an early age. And we use my book as a part of uh, the lessons. Um, so I do that as well. And uh, of course, author. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah, man. Stay, you know what I'm saying? Trapping these books out for show for show. Um, yeah, I do it. Got my hands dipping a bunch of different things for real, for real. Just constantly, like I said, redefining myself. So 
It's like shit. You gotta try shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, <laughs> how you, that's how you know what you're good at, man. Just try it, and if you love yes. it, then yeah, you keep going with it. So, did you start writing <laughs> in college, or how did that come about? Shit, I didn't start writing. Once I came back from America, from China, and you know what I'm saying, I was like, damn, I gotta do something with this experience, this story. I just don't know what. Um, one of my good friends that I grew up with, um, he was a published author before we graduated from high school. Okay. Um, so me and him always kept a great relationship as you know what I'm saying. I went through college and went to China and came back home. Um, he was I was just chilling with him one day. He was like, damn, bro, you should uh, you should write about that shit, bro. I'm like, shit, I could. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I could, you know what I'm saying? And he gave me like a brief little outline and put it in my notes, in my, uh, the notes of my phone. And I just started filling the outline on my phone. And then, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, I'm really writing. I'm like, hold on, let me take this from the phone and put it on Google Docs. And now I'm working on it from the computer. Yeah. And so now I'm just writing, 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 writing. And, and I'm, all I'm doing is just telling the story. Yeah, you know, I knew I wanted to do something with it. And once he's like, man, write a book about it, I'm like, Psh. Shit, that's not a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. So he just gave me a little alley. And shit, I ooped that motherfucker. We got down. And I just took the... I just hit the ground running after that. You know what I'm saying? It took me like four months to write the book. Um, then the editing process and getting the cover and the book description and all that other stuff. Just that whole process took eight months. So all in all, a full calendar year later, you know what I'm saying? When I originally... uh, uh. When the events that you know what I'm saying uh took place that led into my arrest, that shit happened on April 4th, 2019. So full calendar year later, April 4th, 2020, I dropped part one of the story, which is a free version available on, on Amazon. Okay. It's pretty much the first three chapters. And yeah, like while I was still on pre-order, like still on pre-sale, like I was writing number one in three different genres on Amazon. Okay, damn yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, since then, yeah. It's so been going crazy since then. So, so it it just fell in your lap and just because well, not really because you actually lived this out the story. But what am I trying to say here? So it was easy for you to write just because you didn't have to deal with writer's block because you're just telling your own story, yeah. right? Exactly, and you got yeah. it done in four months. That's pretty quick, yeah. right? And and that was four months. That was me, well, I was bullshitting. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that was me, with me bullshitting took four months. Like so, if I was like serious, <laughs> ain't no telling how fast I would wrote that motherfucker. Oh okay. shit. Well, all right. Well, let's get into some like. So you said you did you go study abroad? How'd you get over in China? Like, how? What's we'll start like a get a little back, backstory <laughs> yeah, here on it. On me. So um, after I I graduated from uh college, so let me backtrack. So my okay, foot, my career ended in November 2017. So that was the end of my last game of senior season. Goddamn, I'm ready to hang the cleats up. You know what I'm saying? Have my had enough football, so it's like, okay, boom, this chapter of my life, it's legendary, it's staple, you know what I'm saying? But now it comes to an end, so now it's like, all right, time to start applying for jobs. So yeah. I'm applying for jobs, landing interviews, getting flown out, you know what I'm saying, with big companies and shit. <clears throat> and I'm doing this for eight months straight, and I'm constantly getting told no. I can't even tell you the amount of interviews I've <laughs> conducted via face-to-face or, you know what I'm saying, over the phone or Zoom or, you know what I'm saying, some some form of fashion. What did you major in college? Communication and media studies. Okay. And the positions that I was mainly applying for was um, corporate positions, so marketing, sales, management. And all in all, I had no real experience in these fields. Um, And I I had really no clue what the fuck I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm just... 
I just, I just want to have some shit lined up. So when, once I cross the stage, you know what I'm saying? I'm already good. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So, of course, I'm just doing the, I'm just aiming for the typical um, corporate positions. And these, the companies, like, I'm submitting my resume. So they knew I didn't have the experience. But y'all yeah, still invite me to the interview. And we're doing the interview. And I know I'm pre- performing well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And which I keep telling me no. And it's because of the experience. So I went through that BS for eight months. And so now I've graduated, I'm back at home, still haven't landed nothing, scrambling, trying to find something and ended up coming across uh, the opportunity to teach broad, teach English in China. You know what I'm saying? The kids. Okay. Just on my, you know, just from job searching online. So I'm like, okay, let me see what, the, I'm looking at the requirements. It was only three of them. It's like, you got a bachelor's degree, it don't matter what, what it's in, a clean background and you're a native English speaker. Okay. Like, Easy enough. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the show. How do I apply? All I got to do is submit a resume. Okay. It takes nothing. That's just, that two buttons, two clicks. You know what I'm saying? Boom, boom. That, and that's what they, that's the only three requirements. Uh, it's just those. And you can go teach English in China. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so it's just like, shit, hey, yeah, that shit sound dope as fuck. <laughs> so I apply, I apply, get, you know what I'm saying? Get the interview. We do the interview. Um, which is nothing that's unfamiliar to me up until this point, you know what I'm saying, me doing it. So, hear back from the folks, and they're like, we wanna move forward with you as a candidate. And I'm just like, damn. First job to tell me yes, after eight months of being told no on the other side of the world. So well, what were you like, doing during those eight months? Were you had part-time uh, jobs or just doing whatever you can? Yeah, I was just, just just Ubering and, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Shit like that, yeah, you know what I'm saying, just Ubering and shit like that. Honestly. How's driving for Uber? I've never done that, is it? Uh, it's not that bad. No, nah, not really. I mean, I growing up in high, going through high school with a car for like three out of the four years. So it's like shit. I was used to giving folks rides anyway. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know what I'm saying? Especially in the South. You know what I'm saying? Public transportation isn't like efficient like that. So yeah. it's like, man, you really need a whip down here. So you know what I'm saying? I was the ones that had the whip. So of course, you know what I'm saying? I was boy, well, I was giving folks rides. I was so used to that. So it really wasn't. Nothing to me. Sometimes you get the you get some cool uh, passengers. You can tap in with some of them. Just keep to themselves. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's it, it's smooth. <laughs> okay. All right. So like, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I was just wondering. I know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I get the. They said they want to move forward with me, and it was like you got three options. They said you can uh, go to Beijing, China. You can go to Shanghai, China, or Bali, Indonesia. And I ain't know nothing about Bali or Indonesia. So I'm like, I asked that one off the list, <laughs> off the rip. I'm like, I don't know nothing about Indonesia. So I'm straight on that for sure. So I'm like, I chose Shanghai originally because um, Shanghai is more, it's a bigger city. So it's like, that's the, you're going to feel like you in New York or, you know what I'm saying? Down, you know what I'm saying? Chicago, yeah, you don't feel like you're in a big, big feel city. Like home so, a little bit, yeah. Exactly. So um, I chose Shanghai originally, but the demand for teachers in Shanghai wasn't nowhere near as high as they were in Beijing. So with that being said, the recruiters like, okay, you can go to Shanghai, but you have to pay for your own flight. If you choose Beijing, we'll pay for it. So I'm like, oh shit, you should have said that from the beginning. Goddamn <laughs> Beijing it is. Yeah, so, I man. <laughs> what? so that's how I ended up in Beijing. Well, yeah, that's how I ended up getting the opportunity to go over there and then going through the visa process, which is three months, um, getting my, degree notarized my background notarized and sit over there and have you know what i'm saying that took three months and um have you ever been out of the country before this 
Yeah, I've been to London twice, okay. but I was a kid. I was a kid. Like that was elementary school for me. So and it was still a, it was still a vibe, you know what I'm saying, as a kid, but I'm like, I'm already knowing as an adult, that should be even better. But I've been to London twice and the Bahamas like three times. Aside from that, that's that's about it. Okay. You know so, so, so you're getting off the plane in China. I mean, what's your first impression like? Is <laughs> it like I mean, obviously it's not London. I'm I'm assuming I've never been out of the country myself, but Oh world, okay. Yeah, dude. Yes. But I can just you know, from stories I've been hearing lately in the news with China and I don't know, man, if it's a little rough or just how they control their, their population and control their people and I mean, was it like a yeah. culture shock for you? I mean, for show, just cause like the language is the language was the biggest thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was studying before I, you know what I'm saying, left to go over there. So I knew just, I knew like basic, basic, basic dialogue, like just to move and groove. As far as holding an in depth conversation like we doing right now, hell no. Nah, hell no. Nah, <laughs> nah. But I can, yes, no. Uh, you know what I'm saying? How much is this? Or uh, I buy this. And, you know what I'm saying? Oh, At yeah. foods and you know what I'm saying? Just how to order. Like I knew just like the important shit for real, for real. Yeah. And um, so the language was so the language was the biggest thing. But I don't know. I just I like I'm Sagittarius, so I'm very spontaneous and optimistic and you know what I'm saying, adventurous. So it was benefit. I, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Just like, damn, I'm so instead of playing like, boy, I'm out here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm really out here for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool, like. Just think, like, bro, I'm, it's not too many people of color over here. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, I'm one of a few. So it's like, bro, this shit is so, it's hard to me. Like, this shit is fire. Like, this is so cool. Like, this is the coolest thing ever, bro. Like, I'm representing a lot, you know what I'm saying? Just by being out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm representing for my, my, I'm representing for my school, my teams, my homies, my family members. Like I'm rep- I'm representing for sure, for sure, for America, everything. Like, I'm representing. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was dope. It was a dope feeling. You know what I'm saying? What was the, and, so how'd you get, how'd you, the food, I mean, how'd you start eating? I mean, did you just like oh, start picking random places to go and you just kind of trial and error and learn as you go or? Well, um. I didn't eat. I didn't want to eat no because I knew. Yeah, they got I didn't want to eat food, no. Right. I didn't want to eat no meat out there. I mean, they still eat the same shit we do: chicken, beef, pork, okay. seafood, um, vegetables. It's still the same shit. They just cook everything differently. You know what I'm saying? That's sure. probably the biggest thing. But um, I knew I didn't want to. Um, because I remember reading about the air pollution and all that shit. Was well, studying that shit, learning that shit in school and. You know what I'm saying? I already knew. I'm like, okay, the air not that clean. So, and there's billions of them over there. So I'm like, no shit, just not as sanitary yeah. as it kid as it can be. So that being said, I'm pretty straight on meats. Like, I ain't really eat no meat while I was out there. Only meats I ate was lamb or seafood. Aside from that, I'm eating vegetables, tofu, rice, noodles. You know what I'm saying? I was just pretty much on the vegetarian diet for yeah. the most part. Um, so, and then one of because I came in with a group of people, like it was a, like a recruiting class, uh, so about twenty of us. You know what I'm saying, twenty yeah. something of us. So one of them, one of my people I came in with, me and him got real cool. He's uh, <clears throat> he's vegan, but he's like medically a vegan. Like he he can't, he's allergic to meat. He can't even have meat. Shit. If he yeah, he eat meat, he's gonna be on bed rest and shit. So um, just kicking it with him, just because you know what I'm saying, he let it be known, like hey, I, I can't eat meat. So like whatever we got in meat, make sure they got vegetables or you know what I'm saying. He made he let it be known. So I'm like, okay, bad. I don't want to eat meat either. So I'm definitely, you know what I'm saying, get tight with him. And <laughs> just, he was a, definitely a great push to, you know what I'm saying, just maintain the, the um, just the diet as well. So, 
Yeah, the meat, but the food was still fire though. Like the food was still good. Like China got some authentic Chinese food. Ah, it sure. ain't like the Chinese food here in America. Like, oh, like it's American Chinese food. Like authentic Chinese food. Well, fine. And if you like spicy food, man, they got man, they got some spice for your ass too. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I learned the other day that actually General Shell's chicken was actually made up in America, and that's not a really a legit Chinese dish. So, hey, but none of that fried <laughs> rice. They, they, you go to a restaurant, ask for rice, they don't bring you up some some plain white rice. You oh, know what I'm yeah, saying? Hey, sure. You know what I'm saying? Fry, you know what I'm saying? Hell no, it ain't. It's, it's different. But the food is good, man. I miss the food. Honestly, that's one of the one of the aspects of China that I miss dearly. The food was crazy nice and the prices is cheap so. oh that's always good man so like, so they brought you off the plane they brought you what 20 others is that what you well, said like a recruiting class i mean like, where, did they put you off in a we, place uh, yeah we put us they put us up in a hotel for two weeks okay you know what i'm saying while well, we was going through training and we had to find our own apartments and stuff okay so essentially we all met each other um either at the hotel or the next day in, in training so that's when uh, we all got introduced and um it's like shit, we out here by ourselves. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not from here, you not from here, you ain't got no people here. So it's, it's like we are we, we family, you know what I'm saying? We all we got, you know what I'm saying? So because we all knew at the same time. So it's like, yeah, bro, we, we hey, it's a squad right here. And but as time progressed, you know what I'm saying, you start to tap in with more people than you know what I'm saying? Usually, like you find your clique. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Select you. Find so, a tribe over there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had my tribe. <laughs> my tribe. And, you know what I'm saying? I still talk to, you know what I'm saying? All of them today. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, y'all keep in touch. Form, form lifelong relationships with Show Show. Because it's like, what? We living in a whole different country. And like, we all decided to just jump off the porch and, you know what I'm saying? Move over here. You know what I'm saying? Leave everything behind. We all decided to do that. So it's just like, it's something about you and your spirit and just your journey and where you at within your journey. It's like, it, it, it's interesting for sure, for sure, for you to, for us to be over here. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's interesting. Yeah. So what was day one of teaching like over there? I mean, like you walk into it, so like elementary, like here or like a high school yeah, version? Uh, well, yeah. See, like, I was uh, working with kids as young as three years old, all the way up to 14. Okay. But I'm mainly with the, I'm mainly with the babies. You know what I'm saying? Four or five to like eight, you know what I'm saying? Eight at the, oh, that's the main group of kids I'm working with. Okay. Um, So it was just, uh, kids are kids, no matter where you're going on, in, in the, on the planet. I'm thinking, okay, these kids, China, these kids gonna be disciplined, they're gonna be strict, you know what I'm saying? But no, nah, that wasn't the case. Kids are kids, no matter where you go. So, and like, I was 23 at the time, 22, 23, so it's like, I was able to, I'm still young myself, so I identify and match these kids' energy. Yeah. Just, you know what I'm saying? Way yeah. better in comparison to folks, you know what I'm saying? So, it was teaching um, was was another highlight of the entire experience. Just working with the kids, kids made the shit worthwhile. You know what I'm saying? Especially you start to form more of a relationship with the kids and a bond and rapport. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? It'd be like, damn, it'd be cool to kick it with y'all outside of you know what I'm saying the the, uh, the class setting. You know what I'm saying? Just tap in with y'all, see where y'all minds is at. You know what I'm saying? Just because y'all so young, but yet y'all learning English. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just intrigued to just like see like what's your perspective on life at. You know what I'm saying? Just based on where you where you at. You know what I'm saying? And who you are and who your people are and you know what I'm saying? What you're doing at such a young age. But um, yeah, the first day one, I was training. Like I was just sitting in the classroom, just watching. The, okay. another teacher so that was like day one so i'm just sitting there watching observing taking notes and stuff and uh then they slowly um worked me into it so like i'll be 
co-teacher. So uh, the main teacher would lead and do most of the things, and then I'll have come in and I'll do a lesson or do a segment of the uh, up to you know what I'm saying of, of the lesson. Yeah, and for started just building, building, building. So now I got my own classes. Now I'm running my own. You know what I'm saying? I got. I can't even remember how many classes I have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Just now I'm doing my own thing. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? So it was a vibe for sure. And our class is only like an hour long. You know what I'm saying? So That's we want like a school. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Come in, we warm up, you know what I'm saying? Review previous lesson, introduce the new uh, language or words uh, for this new lesson. Um, play with it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Play with it. Now we actually practicing it. Now we okay. Let's do some book work so y'all get the reading and writing abilities of it, and then uh, conclude. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Over thing one more time, and then shit, we send the kids on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, I was about to th- wonder if they just threw you kind of to the wolves, like day one. Here you go, start teaching, man. At least they actually well, gave you some training. Yeah. So yeah, they it's so, now some of my colleagues <laughs> they just got thrown. Oh shit! <laughs> and like they was so stressed, like they was like, bro, I do not fuck with this shit. Like this shit was. I'm like, damn, like I'm hearing it. Like, I'm like, see, look, my center, they doing a good job. Like they really <laughs> easing me into it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't, hey, you know what I mean? We, we smooth over here. <laughs> my location, I can't speak for everybody else, but yeah, I had I had a few colleagues that was just thrown into the wolves, and man, it was it was stressful on them. Like they was like going through it. Yeah, <laughs> they was really going through it. Like, I'm like, damn, it's just really affecting your experience here. In general, you know what I'm saying? Because this is what we this is what we here to do. See, so it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like, damn, I feel sorry for y'all. Bro. So is there, they do this a lot. When I say they, I guess your company. I mean, is there always, you know, Americans going over there to teach English oh, yeah, in China? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. is this a regular going thing or something new mm-hmm. that may have started? I've never really heard of, like, that was what's how it went down. Yeah, yeah um, it's big in China. It's all big all throughout Asia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they don't speak English over there. So English is like how we study Spanish and French yeah. and all that other shit. And we're going up, coming up here, they learn English as their uh, foreign language. And most of them want to end up coming over here one day. You know what I'm saying? Or That's doing true. business with us. So it's like, this is, a, this is a language we definitely need to know. You know what I'm saying? At least those that can afford to get the extra tutoring and training to master the language. So... That's who we mainly work with, kids that got bread. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Folks got bread. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's big and it's big all throughout Asia, Middle East, um, shit, pretty, uh, uh, Spain, uh, Central, uh, South America, like just pretty much where English isn't a dominant language. You is, know what I'm saying? Is it tough teaching English just because we have, I've, I've heard this because we have so much slang in our language? Or, yeah. Or is it just like, nah, I just stick to the basics and don't worry about the slang stuff or? Yeah, it's just really the basics. And I, we, I'm talking about basic, basic, basic. Ah, like we're okay. going over literally like how we learned English. Like as pre-K, pre-K, you're learning the letters and the names and the sounds. And kindergarten, pretty much the same thing. And then you, as you progress, okay, now you're putting, you're blending them together. You know what I'm saying? Now you're pronouncing words and reading more. Just like the same process we got coming up in our school system. This sure. same blueprint we use to them kid, for them kids over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Building blocks. And literally from the very beginning. <laughs> you work your way up for real. Gotcha, for real. So Chancellor, what was your day like over there? I mean, so would you teach like eight to five or eight to four, like a typical school day, and then you got to go out and do your thing after that and hit the nightlife? So, or what was that um, like, man? 
our schedule, since I didn't work for like an actual school school, okay, we weren't. Um, so when the kids, we was uh, like a training center. So pretty much after school, like when the kids ain't in school, school, they with us. So after school, during the weekdays, that's when we have them. But those during the week is our, um, our, our slow days. Our busiest days are the weekends because ain't no school at all. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's when we work. You know what I'm saying? Um, our days be from eight to about five, okay, or nine to six, depending on uh, which one they scheduled you to. During the week, our schedule is like one to eight p.m. Oh, one to eight p.m. Okay. Yeah. So, and but during the week, you you mainly doing your lesson plans for the weekend classes. Okay. You may have, you know, what I'm saying one or two classes per day during the weekday. You know what I'm saying, but. Come weekend, oh yeah, you probably got five, six. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You probably got hella classes. So during the week, we just mainly pre- uh, prepping for the classes for the weekend. Um, so uh, yeah, the, um, yeah, this shit was uh, this shit was smooth. Well, shit was what, smooth. what was the nightlife like? I mean, did you go out any? Or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> since we worked on the weekends, it, we rarely got to go out on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Just because I got to be up at. I got to teach class at eight o'clock in the morning, so I can't be out all night parlaying. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, but the weekends really didn't. I did. not been them the best nights to go out on. I've been out on the weeknight on the weekend, probably probably on one hand. I can count on one hand. But the times that I did go on that one hand, crazy. I'm talking about like crazy, like <laughs> <laughs> like like crazy. But even on the week, on even on the weekdays, like. Is you know what I'm saying? It still be it still be lit. You know what I'm saying? Especially because if you a foreigner, um, you get into the clubs for free. If you know a party for a party people, oh. you get in the club for free. Okay. If you with a group of people, you get that y'all get a section for free. Nice. And they bring in unlimited drinks, all you can drink for free. I'm talking about brown, white, champagne, wine. I'm talking about they just all you can drink. They just free. like wine and dine, y'all. I mean. They use it for promotional purposes. Okay, hey, look, we got foreigners in our club. Come uh, party with us. You know what I'm saying? So like, hey, well, use my likeness. All yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all treat me like this. Hey, come on for show. Keep so shit coming. Clubs is lit. Like going even the like the EDM clubs. Too. That was I've never been to no club like that in my life. So it's like going to one of them in China. That shit was so fucking fire. You know what I'm saying? That oh. shit was so fire. Like just because yeah. the music, you know, like. They, the light show is really crazy. The lights are really crazy and um, confetti and just the energy of everybody in there. And then you say you look around the club, there's nothing but Asian people, you know, so Chinese people. Yeah. You might have a sprinkle of foreigners here and there, and the foreigners always stick together, you know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. So, here, so especially in the EDM clubs, you're not going to really see too many foreigners in there, you know what I'm saying? For okay. sure. You'll probably see more uh, Europeans or, you know what I'm saying? Folks like that just because they listen to that music. But far as other people of color, no, nah, not really. That but, makes sense. But the hip hop clubs are dope too. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop clubs is lit too. It was just. <laughs> so are they playing American like hip hop over there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, American, yeah, yeah, for sure. Is it American um, lyrics and or English? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, American, yeah, okay. All that, and it's crazy. Like you look, and it's still hella Chinese people. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. It's a lot more foreigners, though, for sure. sure. Like, it's a lot more foreign, but you still see hella Chinese people in there, bitch, too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing how, you definitely see the influence, for sure, for sure. Yeah. You see the influence, just how they be dressing, dan- uh, they be falling up a little dance circles and everything. I'm like, man, boy, it's crazy. Like, man, it, it, it was it was crazy. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, clubs are definitely fun. I miss the clubs, too. Them shits. Because I'm getting fucked up every time I go. Everything's free for me. So it's like, <laughs> shit, I, I can drink as much as I want, whatever I want. Oh, yeah. Were you getting out there dancing too, man? Just getting oh, out. that's when I and for my entire life I never really danced. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. real, for real, like just because I'm like, bro, I play football, but I'm not gonna be. You know what I'm saying? But well, that's when being out there and just being around different people and just being, you know what I'm saying, different energies, different cultures, like shit. Oh yeah, that's when I really started getting to dancing more. And so it's like, yeah, that's when that's when it really started. For me, dancing and shit, you know what I'm saying? Do they take it pretty yeah. serious out there as far as dancing and everything goes? Like, were they um, all like pros, or is it just kind of like just you know, to stay uh, in your lane and do like simple moves? Some people, some people can get down. Okay, for sure, for sure. Some people can get down. One of the people I was, one of the brothers I was with, he was a teacher as well. Worked for a different school. He's from Texas, but like. Going to the club with him, I'm like, bro, this dude really dancing, like, and he getting down though. Like, hey, this kind of hard. Like, it's it a different perspective because me and from Atlanta, and we in the club, we posted up on the wall, like, you know what I'm saying? That's how we do it in the club. So to be with somebody that's actually dancing, I'm like, oh damn, okay, that's that's different. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not used to that. So oh no, like, but you sure. making this shit look fun. Yeah, you know I've been out there. I've like, seen that, man. <laughs> I've seen the guy like just kind of standing in the corner chilling. Anyway, on me. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. So, it was a vibe, man. Close to live. Well, so, all right. So let's kind of get into your book a little bit. So you got locked up over there, man. And this is kind of the principle of the, what the book's about? Yeah, it's about my last 14 days in okay. China. Okay. And my last 14 days, I was incarcerated. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 people in one cell, nine wooden beds. So what happened, man? So, <laughs> so pretty much... I'm gonna walk y'all through the first chapter of the book because I have a free version available uh, on Amazon, and it's pretty much the first three chapters. So I'll walk y'all through that just because it's already free. Okay, but it, you know what I'm saying? It just won't be as much. It won't be as detailed as the book. That's but, fine, um, man. Yeah, just do your yeah. thing. <laughs> so chapter one. So it's April fourth, twenty nineteen. Like I said earlier in our conversation. Yeah. Um, it's a Thursday for me, so it's one of my weekends. It's my last day off, so I'm finna get ready to uh, go to this event that. The company I work for, they host uh, team builder events every month. You know what I'm saying? So I'm finna go to one of the events and it's uh, a fan painting uh, class. So we're finna get a Chinese fan. We're gonna be able to customize our own. And Nipsey Hussle had just died around that time. Now, you know what I'm saying? So I was gonna designate my whole fan. It's gonna be a all money in marathon, Nip, Nip Hustle, you know what I'm saying, fan. And I was gonna goddamn give it to my girlfriend once I got back to the States. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's gonna be hard. Um, so. The event ain't start to like noon or like one o'clock. So uh, book my typical morning routine. Um, now it's getting closer to the time to almost slide. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to pregame before I go. Those that don't know what pregaming is, like before you or your friends go to out on the night of festivities, y'all you know, say, hey, let's go, let's meet up, meet up at the crib, but we're going to turn up at the crib first, then we're going to go out. Yeah, you know what I'm so, for sure. Get a little buzz going for you all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, well, what's your so, drink, man? What do you, what, what's your drink at before you? Uh, gin, go to. Uh, you're a gin, gin guy. guy. Yes, sir. Damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried, but, I, but I, I can't fuck with it much, but. <laughs> well, I go, you know, I can drink anything, though. Okay, okay. Like, right. yeah. Go ahead, I man. Just, so you're pre-gaming, what's up, dude? So, yeah, I'm pre-gaming, so I'm sipping a, I ain't had no gin at the time, so I'm sitting this little wine cooler. Um, sure. Um, and I'm uh, it's pomegranate. Um, I can't remember what it was. Called. I can't remember what it's called, but it's pretty strong though. You know what I'm saying? They trying to liquors out there, pretty strong. So 
sipping that, and then uh, I'm cheaping some cannabis at my little silver pipe, and um, crossface settles in and shit. So I'm feeling good. So I'm like, shit, I'm ready to slide now. So <laughs> <clears throat> grabbing my things, make sure I got everything I need to go. Phone, wallet, keys, mask, good. All right, boom. Yeah. Just as I'm, you know, what I'm saying, I'm putting my shoes on and shit. Here, knock at the door. I'm like, damn, who that is? You know what I'm saying? I guess, I guess I'm unfamiliar. So I'm just curious to see who's knocking at the door. Look through the peephole, and it's three officers from the Beijing police on the other side of the door. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? They, you know what I'm saying? This isn't the first time they showed up to my apartment. You know what I'm saying? They showed up before, and they do random checks on foreigners. Just check your documents. Make sure you aren't over there illegally. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, they do that. So I'm like, damn. Okay, I, I guess they do this shit more than once. So I scream and put everything up. And uh, how, do, how do they know you're there? I mean, like, that is. Did somebody inform I mean, the police that y'all were staying in a certain place? Or I have no clue. I have no clue what uh, caused them to just pop up randomly. I, that's still a mystery to this day. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you read the, that's yeah, some suspicious a, shit right there, man. Just it's, I love to know because hey. I'm like just it, just for the understanding, you know, especially when you read the story, be like, so damn, like what in the fuck happened for them to just you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like this, your, why? I mean. Uh, so I'm like, that's what I'm like, what the hell are they doing here? So yeah. I'm going to put everything up, open the door. They walk in, it's three of them. So, so the one in front, he's speaking. And he can tell by my face that I have no clue what the hell he's saying. I, I, it was like saying I, so he realizes there's a language barrier. So he speaks into um, his phone on his translator app and shows me the translation. It okay. says, um, are you on drugs? Instinctively, I know it's time to lie. I'm like, hell no. What the no, what you talking about, bro? You tripping? Like, no. Nah. So he, uh, he's speaking to the app again, and translation reads, "Are there any drugs in the house?" And I'm just like, "No, I'm still lying." You know what I'm saying? Still playing. I'm keeping my keeping my story. Like, nah, bro. But it's like, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, why? This the first. Like, this the first thing that's coming at your mouth. Like, what? Hell no. Nah. You tripping, bro? Yeah. Passport. You probably you might need some passport. So I go grab my passport and I'm gonna rest my documents. Present them to the officer. And he's sitting there going through it. The other two officers, they just walking around the apartment, you know what I'm saying? Just scanning it gently, you know what I'm saying? And time passes. They tell me to sit down at the table. So I sit down at the table and I hear uh, footsteps coming from down the hall because the front door's still open. They ain't closing. So I look back, like, see who coming down the hall. They just walk on in. It's uh, another officer coming. He got something in his hand. I don't really pay it no mind, so... He could send, he hands the item to the uh, officer I was originally speaking to. And um, the officer communicates to me by like gesturing, like doing body gestures and miming to uh, pee into the cup. So it was a drug test right there on the spot. They can do that? And right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, China can do whatever the hell they want. What? <laughs> yes, yes. They can actually so, do a, a drug test, piss in the cup right there on the spot. Yep. That's blowing my mind, man. I mean, I understand yeah. China can do whatever the hell they want, but I've never yeah. heard of that before. Yeah. Well, how do they feel about, I mean, drugs over there? Is it the same way as America? Like, you know, psychedelics are illegal, <clears throat> heroin, cocaine? Like, they well, some pretty much, they categorize all them shits as, all that shit is bad. Like, weed is up there with crack cocaine. And really? Meth, yes. Like, they <laughs> it's all up there with that. I was when I was uh, incarcerated. I was talking to one Chinese dude. He had got locked up for doing meth, and like with him just not being on it. You know what I'm saying? His come down like 
affected him for days. Yeah. You could tell, like, just physically. And, like, you know what I'm saying? We both found out we got locked up for uh, drugs and shit. So he's telling me, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was doing math. So, like, he, but he was saying it in a way, like, we like we were equals. I'm like, nah, bro. Oh, <laughs> look, look how you acting, bro. <laughs> like, nah, bro. We, nah, them two different things, bro. You t- you was on some shit, boy. Like that's crazy. I didn't even know they. I didn't even know they had that out here. Like no, I didn't either. I'm so I'm like I guess that's when I learned. Like, okay, they got everything out here. Little did I know. So but, wait, wait. Um, so you pee in a cup, dude. They they take you, make you do a drug test right there. Yeah. So yeah. As soon as as soon as he put as soon as he said to pee in the cup, I was like, oh yeah, it's over with. It's over with. <laughs> it's over with. So I get the drug test done. Um, fail it, of course. They can test it right there. They don't send it to a lab or anything. Oh yeah, but that's them results. Them results ain't it came back within ten seconds. What? Like that shit came. Like as soon as I I peed into the cup, I handed this one officer. He handed it to the other officer, and he put that bitch on the table and like sat back and looked at it for a second. And then everybody, they all started looking at each other. Everybody's body languages shifted and shit. They murmured. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the officer, he walked up to me. He's like, Dama. I'm like. Fuck is you, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, Dama. He's saying weed. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm still playing fool. Like, what do you like? What do you mean? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so then, but by all time, by, by this point, it's like five, six officers in the, in the uh in the apartment now, and one of them speaks English fluent. So he's talking to me and he's pretty much just pressing my line about uh when the last time I smoked, who, you know what I'm saying, who I get it from, yeah, yeah, all this, yeah. that, and the other. He just wanted he just wanna know who if I'm gonna get him any information. So I'm panicking, I'm high as hell, and I'm lying my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Did they not drug test anybody else or anything? I know they, 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 they if you're a foreigner, they'll drug test you on the spot. So I mean, but like they just drug tested you there? Did you have a lot of people over or no? I know it was just me. I was oh, you were just out there, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just All right. so I'm finna get ready to slide to go meet. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm with you now. There, okay, but, okay. Yeah. So I'm just uh so yeah, he's he just pretty much pressing my line. Just wanted to see if I give him any information in regards to the supplier. I'm lying. Um, my story is constantly switching up, and I'm catching myself doing it. So I'm like, I know he's catching it, but I'm just still goddamn just gonna play this role, play the fool. You know what I'm saying? Like hell no, nah, I don't know nothing. Well, sure. yes, and I was just lying. Like yeah, I was with these folks. I don't know who they was. Yeah, Music club. I don't know. I ran into you know what I'm saying. Just yeah. random few. Oh yeah, I went to America two weeks ago. So like just, <laughs> just you know what I'm saying. Any and everything. Sure. Trying to buy time. You know what I'm saying. And, Eventually, they was, you know what I'm saying, pretty much hinted, like, come on, bro, we already know it's, you know what I'm saying, you got something in here, you know what I'm saying, um, you, you clearly do fail to drug test, you know what I'm saying, so we were like, once he made it obvious that, you know what I'm saying, they already knew what the fuck was going on, for real, for real, I'm like, okay, at this point, it's like, you know, if the battle's been lost, I just got to hold myself accountable and own up to my actions and face the consequences, so, um, confiscate everything, um, Throw the cups on me, and uh, send me. You know what I'm saying, walk me out of my building and uh, put me in a police van. And so now I'm in a police van with two other officers. Um, the officer I was speaking to, he long gone. I don't know where he at. So now I'm just at this point. I'm just reflecting, like, damn, like, all right, this shit is real. Like, this shit is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen, but hey. I mean, these folks custody. That's all I know. So oh, I'm like, man, just I don't know what's gonna. I know I'm gonna be good though. I know I'm gonna be good. I feel it. I know I'm gonna be good. 
I just don't know what the fuck's gonna take place. But you know what I'm saying? Just enjoy this high one last time. Oh, God shit. Damn. Oh, <laughs> and shit. take note of every minor detail just because it's gonna be a great story to say once you're out of this predicament. So Damn. Uh, so so what's our prisons like? I mean, you said it was 15 people to a cell. Yeah, so once I get to the actual jail jail, so yeah, this pretty much what I explained up to this point, that's halfway through chapter one. So once we get to the actual jail jail, that's chapter two. Okay. Um, so chapter two, we arrive at the jail. It's like two something in the morning, maybe. So I've been in their custody all damn day. Get to the jail, take me to the nurse's office to do the blood pressure and, you know what I'm saying, all them tests and all this, that, and the other, height, weight, and all that shit. Um, do that. Then they uh, give you my uniform to put on. And give me a bowl, one plastic bowl and one plastic spoon. And then we go up to uh second level of the jail and we get to cell 209. And cell 209, you still remember it, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Never forget it. Um, it opens the door and the cell is pretty much a big ass rectangle. Like, it's like the room is built like a rectangle, big rectangle. Um, you have wooden beds that are pretty large. Um, There's nine of them in total though. They line up against the right side of the cell. To the left immediately is the bathroom. It's his own room, but the walls are made of glass. So you can see directly into it. Um, it's a sink. The toilet is a squat toilet. So a toilet, a hole that you got squat over and the shower is a water hose with a shower head tied to it. Mm. So, um, Black mold coats the walls and shit. Goddamn. So I walk into the cell. I see it's just bodies. I just see it. It's like four o'clock in the morning. So folks sleep. So I just see bodies. It's two two inmates awake standing against the wall watching the other inmates sleep. So I'm curious about what the fuck they doing <laughs> just watching these folks sleep. And I mean, are you freaked out? Are you nervous at this point? Or are you just... Nah. I mean, my psych is thrown just because I'm like... Bro, like the folks is asleep, but it looks like a slumber party, like a sleepover for back in the day when you was a kid with yeah. your cousins. Yeah, like one of them, but these random grown men, you know what I'm saying? But you no, know, do a head count. Okay, it's 15 of us in the cell, and it's only nine wooden beds. That's why this, you know what I'm saying? Folks, you got there, you got to make room, got there, you know what I'm saying? So, we are, you know what I'm saying? Folks got to fit on this bitch. So, I'm just like, I'll, you know what I'm saying? I walk in, I approach the slumber party, I'm just looking at it like, what? Hell no, nah. like these, you know what I'm saying? These all Chinese dudes. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and so one of the inmates that's standing up against the wall taking watch, he pats, he wakes two of them up to make room for me. So he like, had me put my bones in the cup underneath the, the, uh, the bed. And shit, I just lie down on my back, you know what I'm saying? Just looking up at the ceiling at the bright ass light. Yeah. And just, you know what I'm saying? Just like, man, like, man, what the fuck have I got myself into? Like, just, Reflecting and holding myself accountable, and you know what I'm saying. Were you able to tell anybody that you were in jail at that point, or folks don't know what the folks don't know what the hell didn't happen to me. Nobody knows I'm here. <laughs> Nobody knows I'm here. Wow. Goddamn. I don't know how this shit finna play out. Goddamn. But I'm like, folks will start looking for me soon. I was supposed to meet people today. And I didn't show up. Yeah. So I know they, they, they. I know they. You know what I'm saying? They called me a few times. And one of the one of the people I was gonna meet, I worked with. So 
when I don't show up for work on Saturday, our busiest day for <laughs> my first class at eight o'clock, yeah. it's going to stamp it like, okay, something's wrong. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, these going to be, somebody thinking, okay, what's going to be the process of folks even knowing that I'm I'm missing? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm missing. So, for sure. okay, boom. I just, all right, boom. So that's when the search for me will begin. And once that search begins, you know what I'm saying? That's what, you know what I'm saying? I was just, I'm creating like a timeline for myself, essentially, just because I don't know what the hell's going on. Ain't nobody told me, no information. The officers, I've just been following these folks. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I ain't been asking no questions. We can't even talk for real, for real. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know. I just got to make sense of this shit myself. And it's like, my, the assumptions I can make is so limited just because I'm not from here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not from here. So it's like, man, so... Yeah, I'm in a cell for uh, three days. The first cell for three days. I'm the only English speaker, only foreigner. Um, so can't really talk to the other cellmates. They they want to talk to me. You know what I'm saying? They seem cool. It's genuine and shit. Right. Um, but it's that language barrier was a motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the communication was just non-existent. So the vast majority of the time, I'm just, I'm in the back of the cell, just in my head. Everybody else in the front, you know what I'm saying? Watching TV and shit. Oh, you got um, TV? It's the TV and sales mounted above the door. Okay. Um, but you know what I'm saying? We in China, so it's like, I don't know what the fuck this shit is uh, they playing up there. So it's like, that shit not here. And it's, they speak in Mandarin, so I was like, I definitely can't even comprehend it, so that's not here. And I don't even watch TV like that for real in general, so that shit wasn't not here. No, there for me at that point, I'm just like, I was spending most of the time just in my head, for real, for real, just trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying? Trying to make sense of everything. You know what I'm saying? Up until this point, for real, for real. And then on the fourth day, I moved to another cell, and that's when I'm introduced to two other English speakers. Okay. And one of them's a Chinese American from California, fluent in English and Mandarin. The other one's Brazilian from Brazil, but he's fluent in English and he can he can speak Mandarin pretty damn well. Like he Impressive. can hold conversations. Uh. So that's when there's a shift within the story. You know what I'm saying? It, you know what I'm saying? It, it isn't as intense, but it's still like a mystery because I still don't know when I'm going to get out. I still don't know nothing about my situation. But with these other English speakers, I can get and them receiving information, you know what I'm saying, that I never got. I'm able to learn how this system works, how this process works, what will more than likely be my outcome, but it's still no guarantee, goddamn. And just being able to learn, you know what I'm saying, their backgrounds, where they come from, like how y'all end up in here, what do y'all do, you know what I'm saying? And oh, yeah. what about the other Chinese people? Because these folks are trying to talk to me, goddamn, so I'm <laughs> putting this motherfucker, but now I can really, we get to communicate now. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's, it, I'm still in the same setting for the vast majority of the time. Cause like I said, we locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So the setting doesn't really change. Portion of, you know what I'm saying, the, the length of the book. But it's just still so much that goes on because it's still a mystery. You yeah, don't know yeah. what the fuck's to come. So it's like every day we don't know what to expect um, and just learning the different characters and just how things are there. And, you know what I'm saying? Different perspectives, different backgrounds. And um, it, it, it's very, very enlightening for sure, for sure. Like you, you learn a lot and gain a lot from embarking on this journey just like i did as i was going through it you know what i'm saying that's right. how you're reading exactly how i went through it right just from my perspective and my thought process of you know what i'm saying just how i am and operate in general goddamn but yeah it's 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 it's, it's dope bro it's, <laughs> it's intense too you know what i'm saying and i just gave y'all a good little i gave y'all a brief uh description of it but like i said man the book is way more in detail okay you're gonna yeah, feel we're gonna... every emotion 
Like, Give people a little teaser on it. That's what's up, man. Oh, me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, all right, in jail over there, I mean, do you get, like, rec time or do you have to stay in jail? You are locked. You are in that cell 24 hours a day, oh. seven days a week. <laughs> and that's what I, because I'm like, that's what I'm thinking. That's my first, like, the first full, that's chapter, yeah, chapter two is the first full day in there. So I'm like, okay, we can go outside today. So I'm like, maybe tomorrow, maybe, you know what I'm saying? We might get rec time every yeah. other day type shit. The next day, I'm like, damn, we've been in this bitch all day. So I'm like, damn, do we leave this motherfucker? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how this shit work. Like, bro, like, damn, bro, how does we just supposed to sit here all day, bro? Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and I'm just learning as I go and just like learning, okay, yeah, nah, we locked up 24 hours a day. We don't leave this motherfucker unless uh, you gonna talk to your embassy or talk to immigration. Aside from that, you're not leaving the cell. You're not leaving the cell. Damn. Damn, yeah. man. I mean, so was it hard for you to come back to America just because you got locked up in jail over there? Or is that um, a different story or something well, we should read well, and find shit. out in the book? Well, I was, as you like, as you're reading 14 Days shit, well, I can't wait. I'm waiting for these folks to call my number. I don't know when they're going to call. I'm waiting for these folks. I'm ready to get the hell on up out of here at this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm over you know, China. We good. I've been, had a great time. But, you know what I'm saying? It's time for us to part ways. So once they call my number, eventually, well, I'm just, <laughs> you don't. I ain't looking back. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know what I'm saying? I was just happy to be, you know, just have my freedom again. Like, I'm such a free spirit. So it's like just being condemned like that is like, what? Especially because I'm a good spirit overall. Like, bro, I've never been in trouble. That's my first, this is my first time being arrested, everything. So it's like, so you know what I'm saying? It's like, hell no, nah, that's definitely like, that shit ain't for me, bro. I'm super straight on that, bro. I'm glad to, I was glad to be back and shit. But I, you know what I'm saying? I was, it's time progressive, you know what I'm saying? I do, I miss China still, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, the experiences, like, prior to the last 14 days, China was lit, like, China was amazing, yeah. everything. So, so it's like, damn, bro, like, I, I miss that shit. So it's like, I definitely want to live abroad again, you know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure, because that shit is, it's a whole different vibe, man. Dude, I mean, so are you able to go back there? I mean, since you were locked up or no? I mean, I can go if back you to want. 2024. So that's, okay. So it's what is that like nine or? Nine yeah, it, was, it was a five year. Yeah, it was a five year ban. So I got that's happened. This happened in uh, 2019. So okay. Yeah. 2024. And just and, uh, because of a drug charge, it was a drug charge, a weed charge. Yeah. Yeah. And I only got locked up for one point four grams. It's just mind blowing. It's just I didn't. They're taking it that serious now. We're here in America. You know, I don't know how many states it's legalized in now, or it's even decriminalizing yeah. most of them. So exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was. But you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, like I said, I knew I was doing something I should not have been doing out there. You know what I'm saying. So I, I had, I couldn't do nothing but hold myself accountable. You know yeah. What I'm saying? And took my consequence to the chin and shit. I definitely knew that I was going to do something with. This experience as well, you know what I'm saying? So, goddamn, I I just wanted y'all just want to put they would just want to put me through that shit, and I'm just gonna goddamn walk away with my tail tucked between my legs and my head down. Like hell no, nah, but yeah. best believe I'm gonna make some shit. When I'm venturing off in China, I'm like this shit is going to set me up to finding to I, I know it's gonna be a stepping stone to whatever is next for me and just finding myself and finding my lane. And did I think? That the events that played out, I think that was gonna be the way. Hell no, uh, but shit. And all I still gained exactly what I knew I was gonna gain from it. Something, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I really turned I turned nothing into something for real, for real, without a doubt. Yeah. So 
So wait, are, so, so, so your book's a, like a two-part series? You said you got a free version on Amazon? and so, like, Originally, I broke, because I, I, I wrote the whole story. I wrote it as a whole story. Right. But, uh, I broke the, I published the story in parts as a, a series of short books, gotcha. short stories. So um, originally it was five of them. Then I turned around and put all of them together and made one solid book, just one whole novel. Okay. But I kept part one available just as, because part one went the craziest. Out of all of them, part one went the craziest. So I, li- I, you know what I'm saying, I left that one and got rid of the other one. So it's like, I got to do part one, which is the first three chapters of the book. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying, you get your feet wet and it's free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice. So, and then I got the paid version, full paid version of the story as well. This is it right here in the background. It looks like. So. Yeah, it's right there, folks, for watching this on YouTube, 14 Days in Beijing. Yep. Nice. Who did, the, who did the cover? Did you do the cover on that or did you have somebody do that? So, so I pretty much, I had to recreate, I wanted to recreate my mug shot. So the jacket, the jacket I have on, this is the actual uniform jacket. We wore, like it isn't, I had to replicate it. So the top half of it is yellow and the bottom half of it is blue. And on your right chest plate, uh, I mean the left chest plate and red Chinese characters, it says Beijing Jail, number six. And the same thing across the back. Okay. So, and the jacket's pretty hard. Like, it, it, like it's a dope-ass jacket, you know what I'm saying, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so I, but I couldn't, you know what I'm saying, that shit, oh, that shit happened in China. So I'm like, I know I'm not going to be able to find that, that exact jacket to purchase. So I, I'm going to have to recreate it. Yeah. And to describe the, the, you know what I'm saying, the way, the feel of the jacket is a Dickies jacket. Uh, okay, I'm with you. It's yeah, just, it is just like a Dickie's jacket. Like this, that's how them shits was over there. So it's a Dickie. I got bought a Dickie's jacket and just had uh, this designer um, uh, recreated. You know what I'm saying? Just okay. You know what I'm saying? I described to her. I drew it up and everything. Like, hey, this is how this motherfucker look now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Working one with it. Can you draw? Are you draw? Are you artist? Uh, nah, nah. I just sketched it out just for her. Okay. I'm like, you, you got the, you got the vision and all of that. So I'm like, huh? This, just so you have a, re- uh, an example of what I'm describing versus yeah. just the, the verbal ex- uh, ex- explanation I'm giving you. Now you got a visual one. So just you know what I'm saying. Use that. And she got them brought them motherfucker to life. And I just did a photo shoot with it afterwards. You know what I'm saying? No, it's okay. Yeah, just, just did a photo shoot with it and chose the best pictures from the photo shoot and. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then yeah, for sure. found a book, book cover designer to you know what I'm saying enhance it and make it more dramatic and shit. Yeah. But, yeah Was it tough been, getting it published? Your book? Oh no, hell no. I'm self published, so that oh, process is easy. Okay. And I own my yeah, I own my own uh, publishing company, so that's all through my publishing company. Got you. So, so things yeah. are like yeah, so yeah. In that case, yeah, it's got to be way easier just self. Oh yeah, it's well, it's smooth. I ain't got to adhere to nobody. I may, I'm the boss. You, you know don't, what I'm boss man. Yeah, yeah, you know, you don't have somebody like looking at your book saying, "Well, we need to edit this part out or keep it." Nope. Yeah, we need I've ten thousand words less so. or something. Yeah, yeah, I respect that, dude, man. <laughs> I mean, that's marathon way. It's a Nipsey hustle way. You know what I'm saying? That's how he would. Do it, and that's probably how he done it. So it's like shit, just following that blueprint. Yeah. So you going to keep the party going? Is there future books you plan on doing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, uh, I got another book dropping very, very soon. So, uh, it's a romance novel. Ooh. Um, is, this, <laughs> is, is, is this based on? Is this based on your uh, life story? Or? Yeah, it's based on another uh, experience, life experience as okay. well, and it piggybacks off of fourteen days as well. So ah um, shit. Yeah, so it's, it's gonna be a, it's it's called the Living Lucky series because that's my name and. In the story of Lucky, so you know, what I'm saying we live in Lucky, and so you get to 14 days, and now you're gonna get the romance. And you know, what I'm saying it's a two book series as of right now, so we're gonna see what other 
Adventures Lucky embarks on as the time progresses. <laughs> Wait, so you decided to call yourself Living Lucky in that, or just Lucky? Well, yeah, Lucky. I came because I came up that, and I explained it. I came up that alias while I was out there. Yeah. Okay. And I don't want to. I don't want to really. That's fine. Yeah. I was just, my, yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. My real name. So I'm like, shit. What's the name I give myself? Lucky just kept coming to mind, so I went with that. That's <laughs> <laughs> solid really, name. I get yeah, down with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, Chancellor, but before we get off here, um, obviously your book's 14 Days in Beijing. So if anybody wants to find, obviously that book we said on Amazon or anything, if they want to find you on oh, the yeah. social medias and all that good stuff, let them know, oh, yeah. man, before, before yeah, we wrap man. this home, man. Let's take it, on. For sure, Let's yeah. take it home. Amazon, for sure, for sure. Uh, the free version is also available on iBooks and Kobo and some more book um, streaming platforms. Um, but Amazon primarily and the most accessible, for real, for real. Um, as far as everything else, social media and all that, man, just go to Google and t- search 14 Days in Beijing. Okay. Search Chancellor K. Jackson. I'll pop right up. <laughs> nice, man. Oh, man. Did you do an audio version of this or is it just? In, in the process. Oh, in the process. okay. In the process, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm voice acting. Of course, I'm voice acting uh, my character and some of other characters. And I got the engineer that I'm working with. He's voice acting some of the characters as well. So it's going to be. I wanted to be very theatrical, like you know what I'm saying. Like, hey, so I've never thought about it that way, dude. I mean, I, I'm a big audiobook guy, and just you know, I've always just listened to the same author or the, or the same person reading it out loud. I've never had well, different voices in one. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, it's a lot of characters, like you know what I'm saying. So it's like I definitely don't want to be the same. You don't want it to be the same voice for every character. So nah, like you know what I'm saying. Let's go, man. We're gonna make this shit animated for sure. Like yeah, yeah bro. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice, man. I respect that for sure. So, all right. Well, um, all right. Like I already said, let's take this bitch home, man. It's, uh, on me. <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to say before we, uh, we call it? Um, shit, man. I just say, I just want to tell everybody just to, you know what I'm saying, trust the process, trust your process, um, continue to run your marathon, stay 10 toes down, keep going, um, never let a hard time humble you. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? They say adversity introduces a man to himself or a woman to herself. So, you know what I'm saying? Take it with a grain of salt. Take what you need to take from the experience, apply it to your life moving forward. And for the betterment of you all in all. And to travel, continue to learn, broaden your level of understanding every day. And I pose one question. Are you chasing the dream or are you fulfilling your purpose? Bro. Got deep right there, man. <laughs> uh, I say, yeah. Let's I say, what's what's ended on that, dude? I, you chasing your dream or? Damn, I like that. Oh, man. Yeah, is that <laughs> something like you just you think about every day too? Or yeah, I got that quote from Demarco Reddins. So, okay. Yeah, he's a, another author. You know what I'm saying? So he's uh, you chasing a dream, you feeling your purpose. Full football out chasing a dream. Shit. Chase man, your dream, feeling your purpose. That wasn't that wasn't the purpose, and now. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Working towards a purpose now. So, Chancellor, you're a bad motherfucker, man. I, I'm glad we did this, too. <laughs> I appreciate it, family. It was very vibrational. You know good, what I'm saying? Good. Frequencies high. Good energy. All right. Roger the board. All right, everybody. 14 days in Beijing. Go get it. He told you how. Um, and all that good stuff. And uh, be good to yourself. And I don't know. Maybe we'll be back on here with his next book. So, on me. Hey, man. Balance and blessings, everyone. Later, y'all. Peace.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 